Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> into Ileana Stock Car Radio, episode number 65. Your host, Jeremy Banning, here alongside Chris Goodacre and the man that needs no introduction. We're not even going to introduce him uh, as a guest because he's pretty much like a third host anyway. So Jason Moorhead with us tonight. Jason, how you doing, buddy? I am doing excellent, Mr. Banning. How are you? I am doing wonderful, Chris. Good to see you this evening. Yeah, I'm glad to, uh, well, I'm, I'm like rested and relaxed, and I think we're good. Rested and relaxed. What is that? That's what happens when we get a monsoon go through in the middle of summer. Yeah, I had to actually drive home today in the ark uh, with all the rain we've had <laughs> lately. I mean, I... <laughs> I saw I saw animals lining up two by two down Main Street. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm about to say, green pool guy over there uh, in your neck of the woods, Jason, he can't have any more of that green water left. It's probably all like washed out. It is. It, he's clear pool guy right now, man. I'm I'm impressed. That's like the quickest he's ever gotten that yeah. thing turned around, isn't it? Especially with as bad as it was looking. I mean, he had ducks living in it. Just <laughs> so oh, I've always wondered: is, is he in on it? Does he know that he's no idea? No idea. <laughs> he does not know that. this, but no, he has no idea. He has no idea. That he is the infamous green pool guy. He doesn't. Man, if if he only knew, man, if he only knew, he was <laughs> Facebook famous. It, you know, it was kind of a couple years ago. His son is in high school and plays on the football team. And came over and knocked on my door and asked me if I wanted to buy one of those football cards. Oh, and, and I thought that was karma testing me. <laughs> I don't really buy those. I'm right. like, you know, I never use them. They just sit around. I thought, like, mm. 20 bucks? Whatever. <laughs> and and it, I thought, that's karma testing me. Yes, I'd be happy to buy one. Yes. Yeah. Here. here. And, and here's some money and a couple chlorine tablets. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff. Well, uh, as our monthly episode in June, I know everybody out there probably thought uh, we weren't going to make it, but we're... Uh, I was kind uh, of under that pressure. Well, see, here's the deal. Here's the, we had two camping trips back to back, right right in the middle of June. So the two weeks really turns into three because you got the week up beforehand prepping, mm-hmm. the week in between turning everything around, and then a week after to recover and catch up on all the stuff that you missed. So there's three weeks right there. And here we are, June 30th, just in the nick of time, getting our June episode in. So Is that why I got that text at 4.30 today? Could you please be on? That's usually what it is, because it's like, oh, crap, I probably need to put something together. And then, yeah, it's a scramble. You know, we went to the whole monthly thing, and I figured, man, this is going to be great. You know, I have a whole month or so to, to prep and get ready and kind of plan out the shows and the guests and stuff. And it's no different. We're still scrambling within the last two two days to put stuff yeah, you, together. you just take three weeks off in between them. That's pretty much it. Instead of taking, you know, it's the one week off, I take three weeks off, and, and boom, here we are again. Uh, but really looking forward to tonight's show. Obviously, Mr. Moorhead uh, is so gracious to grace us with his presence this week. Um, the uh, the resident uh, uh, hydration specialist here. So uh, yes. it is. Uh, yeah. What, what are we drinking over there, Jason? Squirt. Cheers. Squirt. Yes. There you go. Just got. Just got water. Oh, you're you're ruining the game for Zolods, guys. I've got a water here too. But... Yeah. So he's back. Well, no. Zolods' deal is to guess what's in your cup, Chris. Oh, not right, right, right. So that is the deal. So well, that's because I'm all about shameless self promotion. Dot com. <laughs> right. I wanted to beat Jason to the punch there on that one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we have Jason here with us tonight. We're going to talk some racing, uh, everything he's got going on this season. Also expecting and waiting on Alex Club, owner-driver of Richmond Club Motorsports in the Arkham Nard Series. Hopefully he will be joining us a little bit later. Um, if you have contact info on Alex and you're watching, maybe give him a poke. Tell him he's uh, 
supposed to be in the green room. Yeah, I uh, I sent him a message, and uh, we'll see if that comes through. If not, you know what? We're going to have fun with Jason anyways, and uh, we and will I'll answer questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. Why not? You know, well, I mean, what else we got to do, right? Just sit around and talk some racing, right? Exactly. So uh, let's get around to that uh, local racing spotlight here with Jason Moorhead, presented by S4 Motorsports Marketing. You can find S4 Motorsports on Facebook and Instagram. See how they can get your small business message out front with on and off track motorsports marketing. That's S4 Motorsports. And I know they will be on the road to doing the Hebron 4th of July parade on July 3rd. Yeah, July I noticed they finally uh, found their way to a racetrack last couple of weeks. Uh, they did. That is true. Uh, here, the uh, little doubleheader the uh, other night didn't necessarily go that great for it, them. It but... could have gone a lot better for a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, there are several people <laughs> that could have gone a lot better for, but yeah. uh, it didn't. Uh, but, yeah, found their way to the racetrack. I'm honestly not sure the next time we will find the way to the racetrack, but uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, I assume we will be back. Speaking of back to the racetrack, Jason, you took last uh, year off pretty much. I think you only made it out to the track once, uh, but took last year off. Uh, can I explain the reasoning behind that and uh, and kind of what led to that decision? Um, really, I was just burned out. Um, I mean, you know, 2020 was a year for everybody. Nobody had any fun in it. Um, I, I actually think I made it out to the track twice. And the two times I made it out to the track, I just didn't have any fun. You know, um, I burned myself out building a new car over the winter and was tired of working on it and tired of doing stuff around it. So I just I decided to basically take the year off and I put a pool in the backyard. So, you know, I spent the summer with Sarah in the pool and, and just had a good summer and enjoyed it. Yeah, we were kind of talking off air before we got on. And, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about trying to have some fun and racing. You mentioned, yeah, the last couple of years for you just hadn't been that fun. No, uh, I wrecked a lot and destroyed one car uh, in evil. Um, finally had to, to, to junk that one. And then that's when I built ET and, you know, even last year, the two times I went out, I, I was involved in an incident and did fortunately didn't do too much damage, but enough that I was just, I, I needed to reset. So um, did that this off season, did a little bit of work to the car um, the Hoosiers, you know, as much as I didn't see the light with Hoosiers and, and didn't think it was going to do what everyone said it was going to do, um, I actually talked with, uh, Paul Biddle and, and Corey Woods, and they kind of explained to me why Hoosiers were going to do what they were going to do. And then this year on Hoosiers, they were right. It's doing what, doing what it was going to do. It's, it, it's pretty cool. Um. Man, give, us, give us some insight me here. I like the technical stuff, man. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, basically what, what Corey and Paul had explained to me, uh, mostly Paul, was that, you know, with DOT tires in these cars, there's such a small window to hit to make a handle right. And, and some of the teams out there that have, you know, three and four cars and they've been doing it a while, I'm not mentioning names, Davises, <laughs> they have it figured out. You know, they found that small window and their cars are fast and you're not going to catch them. Um, but with Hoosiers, that opens that window of handling up a lot. So in our short races, it will compensate and help you. Now, that longer 40 lap race, you know, I didn't have a perfectly handling car, but the Hoosiers hid that by the end of the race. I had overheated that right front so much that my lap times dropped by almost a full second. You know, so it, 
it will help hide it in a short race, in a long race, it's still going to be there. But, you know, the Hoosiers are doing what they said they would do, is they are bringing the field closer in times, and it, it, one person isn't dominating. You know, now I will say that you get probably a couple of cars that are, are really fast, like Derek, um, Dave Keys, Jason Harmon, myself, you know, I'd probably even throw Carl Prince in there. You know, if one of them got on the lead, it's going to be hard to pass them whether you're faster than them or not. You know, I know David Keys, the first week I was out there, I was faster than him. I couldn't get around him. There was no way I was going to get around him um, because he's our cars are still so close in speed that I could roll the corner and get up to him, but on the straightaway, he'd pull away from me. And every time I'd get close to him, I just, I couldn't get around him. I, you know, just, so, you know, the Hoosier tires are good in one respect, but make it difficult in another. Sure. I mean, everything's yeah. kind of about balance, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you just mentioned it, man, like the competition in the uh, front wheel yeah. drive class there at South Bend is just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Just a few times I've actually been able to make it out there this year because, you know, schedules are fun, but yeah, the front wheel drive class, that seems to be where it's at this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, personally, I picked up almost a full second on Hoosiers. Um, you know, other guys haven't picked up as much, but, you know, still I think the track record was set by Carl Prince at a 13-2. You know, we're running street stock times pretty much. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think some the top three or four cars probably would make the street stock A. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're quick, and it's it's great competition out there. I just wish we'd have a larger car count. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're struggling with, you know, 14 to 16 cars. You think that's a, uh, you know, a price thing where people look at the car, maybe think, Hey, I'll just go to the Hornet route or I'll go to the street stock route. It's kind of, is it kind of stuck somewhere in between there? Um, yeah, I think it is, you know, you, you start looking at a competitive front wheel drive, you know, there's six to $10,000, you know, where it used to be, you could get a competitive front wheel drive for 2,500 bucks. Right. You know, and a street stock, from what I've been told, about 10 grand, you know, so the payout is a lot better with street stock. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I think that's a big part of it. I, I think it's the cost that what we're getting to. Sure. Sure. Uh, of course, you know, that big old dollar sign there in racing mm -hmm. always starts to creep back up. Yep. No matter what you try to do. Um, I mean, so you talked about uh, switching over to the Hoosiers and gaining time there. Uh, you know, what else did you find? I mean, we don't have to get into specifics because obviously some of your competition is here listening. So I don't want to <laughs> give all away all the secrets. Uh, oh, I don't. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you make it sound good, right? Exactly. So, I mean, what, uh, you know, I had to go to work over the off season, uh, you know, maybe once the batteries were recharged a little bit to get ready for this year. I mean, uh, what, what was the focus uh, heading into this season with the car? Just little odds and ends. Um, you know, I, I, took uh, the car back over to Glenn um, who did my cage at C4 North Fabrication or 4C North Fabrication. Glenn, everybody knows Glenn. <laughs> um, I took it over to Glenn and and he did some updates on the cage for me, uh, moved the door bars. I was hitting my elbow on them. Um, I um, you know took it to the tuner and had a little work done there. Um, you know, that's really, I added a hood scoop. That had to, did you put some Jeg stickers on it? Because that had bad <laughs> horsepower too. Underdog stickers. Oh, there you go. Even better. There you go. 
because <laughs> you know I might as well be the underdog out there because you know I, I'm I'm not there every week and I haven't won a race since I was on your show last time in 2019. Well, okay. Well, now, hold on. Were you on before or after you went? Because this might be a good omen. Before. Well, there you go. Before, called my shot and said I'm going to win Saturday, and I went out and won Saturday. All right. Well, All when right, are you right. racing next, then, Jason? <laughs> I don't know. It's if I don't race Friday, which I don't think I am, because I think we're going to the lake on Friday. Um, so it'll be the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. So the next time I race, I'm winning. See, it's called. Right, well, there, yeah, I mean, I don't go. know how long the the uh, Ileana Stock Car Radio juju lasts. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure how long the good luck lasts, but uh, I mean, if we're gonna have, I'm gonna say next time. Next time you race. Yeah, if it goes to the seventeenth, then we kind of know the time frame. Yes, uh, and, and then we'll know so that way the next time you're on here, we at least got that window figured yes. out. Yeah, I'm but with uh, that. yeah, <laughs> well, you I mean you talked about it. the car's been fast this year, man. Uh, it did pick up a heat win uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, when you were leading the feature, you broke out. Oh. I mean, yeah, talk to talk about that, man. I mean, how does that how does that happen? You know, because when you like us as competitors, right? We see we hear somebody broke out and oh, they were cheating, they were sandbagging and qualifying. You know, you know that's the natural reaction as a competitor uh, out there at the track. But I mean, take kind of take us into it a little bit more. I mean, I don't think you're going out there with the attention to sandbag and qualifying and then hammer down in the feature. Uh, so, man, can I just kind of talk about how that that happened, kind of what you had to do, and I mean, I think you uh, came back to finish sixth in that one. I did. Um, so, you know, here's the the ironic, frustrating part, whatever. The last two races I've been leading, I broke out. It was my heat race at Springport and then the feature at, at, at South Bend. Um, South Bend, my car just, it had a horrible push all through qualifying and practice. I had purchased some new Hoosiers and I had those on and, I, and they just were not coming in. It was pushing horrible. Um, and I just, I could not get a handle on it. Tried and tried and tried. So for the heat race, I thought, all right, I'm going to put the old tires back on it. I was starting on the outside of the front row. I thought I can pull them. I can take the lead. And then I'm just going to go run away and break out. Figure if I break out in the heat race, then I don't have to worry about breaking out in the feature. And then I figured if I can't break out in the heat race, then I'm not going to break out of the feature. Right. You know, so I went out there and ran away and drove it as hard as I could and didn't break out and went, all right, cool. Um, so the feature started and I looked at where I was starting inside the second row and I went, okay, I don't think the outside line is going to move. I'm going to get around them. I'm going to jump to the outside, pass Clyde on the inside, and I'm just going to go run away. And I did for about 23 laps. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, here's the killer. So you got to run two laps, two tenths under your time. Mm -hmm. One lap, I ran like a 13.5, so I was like three-tenths. The second lap, I was two one-thousandths under my time. I was looking through, and I went, oh, two one-thousandths. You're like, man, if I just would have let off a little earlier. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it was not sandbagging at all. It was just purely I could not get the thing to turn um, at all, and and – I don't, you know, it got, obviously as, as the night got cooler, the track got more rubber in it. It was after the outlaw late models, you know, we ran near the end of the night. So it was, you know, there was a lot of rubber in the track and it was sticky and it ran well. Right. Um, so it was just, you know, mm-hmm. car didn't handle well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that, that happens. The, uh, you know, definitely, like you mentioned, you know, transition from yeah. day to night. Uh, yeah, with, with the, the, the time track. gap they've got there, yeah. like, you know, we're, we're practicing at like noon and then your your feature is almost midnight. Yeah. Well, I got to give them props. They've been running really good on time this year. Yeah, yes, they have. They, they really have. You know, we, we give them a hard time about starting features at midnight, but I, I can tell you the three times I've been there, I've been home by midnight. Mm-hmm. There was, there was one night, I think, it, they were done at 10.30. Yeah, I was there one week. They were done at 10.30, and I was home by 11. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a normal race night, just about any short track you go to. Yeah, I mean, when I went up to Springport and ran, I think we were done by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the two-and-a-half-hour drive, I was home by midnight. Yeah, yeah. talk about going to race up there. Uh, just – Decide, hey, you want to go up there and race, or are you going to see friends, family up there, and just thought, hey, I'll bring the car with me, or um, yeah, all the above. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I, you know, I grew up in Jackson, uh, which is Springport is in Jackson County, so mm-hmm. it's a neighboring town. Um, I, I went to Springport in 1989 when they opened the track as Michigan Ideal Speedway and watched the first race ever run there, and went back a couple more times before I moved away. So I always wanted to go back and be on the other side of the fence. And um, so I kind of let some friends and family know in Michigan. And I had, um, you know, aunt and uncle come out and watch. Uh, well, my aunt watched. My uncle Bob came. My uncle Bob's legally blind. And he came out and, and watched me race. And he, he just went blind recently. So, you know, he'd been to a lot of short tracks. So, you know, he was my spotter. And, you know, after the race, he, he, he came to me and he goes, okay, this is what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> He, he was right, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, it was my my car was the only one that was chipping out halfway down the straightaway, so he could pick my car up very quickly. Right. Um, and you know, I had so I had probably I don't know. My parents drove up, so I had like six or eight people there that you know, friends and family from the area um, that came and watched. So that was really cool, and just I mean, wow, what a fun track! Yeah, talk it, about that a little it's, bit. It's a big three eights. Um, I believe it is 20 degree banking in the corners, 10 degree down the straight front straightaway and 14 down the back straightaway. Um, I mean, wide, easily two to three lanes wide four if you really pushed it. Um, you know, the problem is just my car wasn't geared for it. I, I you know, when I qualified, I put it in third gear cause it was the first time I'd ever been to the track. I'm like, Oh, I'll just run third gear and see. And, you know, I struggled qualified mid pack with a 19, 0091, I think is what it was. Um, and, you know, qualified mid pack and went out in my heat race and started, I don't know, second or third row on the outside. And the first two rows, for some reason, they all wanted to be on the bottom. And I first turn, I went high and passed everybody, went to the lead and went, all right, cool. Well, when it came to the heat race, I thought, I'm, let me try second gear and just chip it and rip it and see what happens. And by the third lap, I broke out. So chipping and ripping it was really a lot faster. It did work. <laughs> it worked. You know, there, if you break out, you just pull off the track. You don't have the option to go into the back of the pack. Right. So I thought, all right, well, for the feature, then I got a new time. I'm starting at the tail of the field. I'm just going to chip it and rip it and see what I can do. And um, worked my way through the field and uh, never led, but. You know, I, I got up to second at one point and blew a restart because under caution, I was cruising around in third gear and didn't think about shifting back to second for the start. So as we came in out of four for the green and I stepped on the gas, it didn't go. I had to downshift and lost second. But, um, you know, it, it, 
really fun track. The guy that won it, Eric, um, he he's won every race this year out there. And the guy that got second, apparently he's gotten second every year out there. So or all, every race this year. So I, I was first in class. Yeah. All right. Well, there well, you go. That was worth. <laughs> right. Yeah. What uh, what all the local guys up there think about you coming in and uh, ringing in their show? Um, you know, I they were all very welcoming. Um, I didn't get any side eyes from anybody at all. You know, obviously they're a lot more welcoming when I was mid pack. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if I came in and run third fast, they probably ought to looked at me funny. But no, I mean they. You know, they were all really great. Um, very welcoming. When I pulled in, I pulled in behind this uh, um, this kid named Eric Bennett and the guy, I guess, my kid. Um, he said, oh, you can come park next to me. I'm over here. And, you know, real nice guy. I parked next to him. We talked, hung out. Um, just everybody's really nice, welcoming. The pits were beautiful. I mean, it was like a campground. It was all grass, very well manicured, mm-hmm. very little dirt. Um, you know, the track had bathrooms and concession stands. And, um, yeah, it was it, – it, it was a very nice track. I, I do want to go back one more time this year. Um, it's just a long drive, but yeah. it really is a nice track. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, speaking of tracks, I mean, any, anywhere else uh, kind of on the list to, to maybe go try Grundy, anything like that? Well, um, this year and next year, yes, I'm racing for fun. I'm not racing for points anymore. Um, so I'm going to hit US 41 Dragway probably sometime after the 4th of July at a test and tune. I'm just going to take my car straight. I'm not changing the setup. I'm not taking the camber out of it. I'm, I'm all I'm going to do is put my right rear on the left front. So at least they're the same size. <laughs> and I'm going straight. Sure. I'm going to sure. see how fast I can go. Right. Um, so I'm going to hit drag strip. Um, I want to do at the SCCA solo things they do over mm-hmm. in the parking lot at deep river. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one of those this fall. Um, I've got, Got another car that probably isn't going to get built this year, but maybe this winter, um, Elliot, that I'm going to go race. Um, I didn't even give you my notes, and that was the next thing we were going to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to build Elliot. Um, and yes, for anyone that wonders, Elliot was Bill Elliot. Kid on ET. No, the kid, oh, on, was kid on ET. So yeah, I'm going to go right to Bill Elliot. Follow with the your, pattern uh, here, Jerry. You're like metal no, so connection over there. ET you know? or Evil's Twin, but ET and Elliot. The boy All right. so uh i'm gonna build that car and hopefully i'm gonna run some dirt um with that car run some enduros uh i want to take that up to another one of the tracks that i grew up going to which was butler motor speedway um so i want to take that up to butler next year if i don't make it this year uh, i got the car it's gutted i just have to put a cage in it so so yeah i mean there's there's definitely some tracks maybe i can take that car to grundy because i don't you know et is not Grundy legal. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I would break out and they'd probably tell me I have to run with the street stocks or something. And I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I want to do that. No. Uh, let's see. What else do we got going on here? You can uh, ask me that question. I'll answer it again. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. About that second car you've got going on. Well, that second car I got going on right now, it's sitting in a garage. Um, <laughs> I finish it. Uh, um, I just, you know, thought Mo fast was expanding to two cars and, you know, maybe you'd need some podcast host ringer to come in and drive it or something. I mean, you know what, Jeremy, you are welcome <laughs> to drive that car. Um, that is, yes. The Flintstones it right now, but. <laughs> it runs. No, it just needs a cage. It's, you yeah, know, it bought it, the, the kid I bought it from tried to run it at um, South Bend in a night of destruction and the trailer race. 
I think he ran one lap or a half a lap, got stuck in the mud in the infield, and it sat there. So, it was, you know, it's a night of destruction car. So, you know, it's not pretty, but, you know, it's well, uh, not yet anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to make it pretty. It's, you know, I'm going to go racing on dirt and, you know. Hey, you I've know. seen some pretty dirt cars the first two weeks of the season. Yeah, exactly. Well, mine's going to be more like, you know, the, the last two weeks. The last two weeks. Like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, take it, do like a 24 hours of lemons or something with it? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to do 24 hours of lemons. I, uh, Chris Sandberg, um, he's done a couple of those, and though they sound fun, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of work for those. Um, I'd rather do the derby. Like, I got a derby stuff coming up mm-hmm. on the end of July. Is that, wait, 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 before I, before I talk about derby stuff, oh. <laughs> Are you going to lead into questions with that? No, I wasn't. So hammer down, man. Okay. So, yeah, say, I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> so, yeah, the fair coming up the end of July, um, derby season is in full swing. So uh, starting after the 4th, Chris and I will be busy at the MoFast Speed Shop South Annex. Right. Or also known as Sandberg's. Sandberg's on. Yeah. <laughs> Sandberg's going. Um, prepping the, I don't know, five or six derby cars that they have down there. Um, one of them will be mine. Uh, it'll be a Honda Civic, actually. Go figure. <laughs> do, what, do we get rid idea. of all the big American iron or what? Well, these are we're doing figure eight derby. Oh, okay. Um, so it's front wheel drive figure eight derby. Um, yeah, we're not doing uh, uh, team demo stuff. That's that's a whole level of crazy I'm not at. Yeah, no, no buses this year or anything? I, you know, I'd like to do a bus. I just didn't have the uh, sponsorship needed to uh, pay for a bus this year. That's so, then damn money coming up again. Perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe next year. But um, you know, if anyone wants to come up with a good name for my derby car, I- I'm open to helping name a derby. Sounds car. Like we got a contest right there. That um, does. <laughs> we so, put a yeah. We should put that up on the uh, on the old book of faces and see if yeah. anybody uh, comes go. up with well, anything good. Go for it. It's uh, I'm open for a name of the Derby car. Um, it's blue, and it's going to be number 94. Other blue that, 94. See, there you go. Other than that, I uh, just need a theme otherwise. It's a theme, yeah. yes. So, yeah, so the Derby stuff, uh, there's, I guess, four four Derby races at the end of the month at the fair. Um, one of them will have the school buses. Um, unless some magical funding come available, I'm not doing a school bus this year. Um but, you know, I'm looking forward to the Derby stuff. That's always fun. It's always fun to wreck stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, when you want to wreck it. When you, you, know, you have say, when I, you're I, I've heard conflicting it, right? stories on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even tonight, Leo itself. <laughs> yeah, Saturday night at, at South Bend, that's no fun to wreck. Because then you got to fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's fun to wreck stuff, and you know that it's just going to the junkyard. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's pretty you much know, leave, leave it where it lies kind of thing. I got to make it last four nights. Yeah, it's better than an entire season or a couple seasons. So yeah. there exactly. we go. All right, let's see. see Derby stuff. See, we covered that. Uh, you've had quite the uh, off track here in 2021. Uh, daughter graduated high school. Yes. You got engaged. Oh yeah, that too. Well, yeah, kind of important <laughs> stuff, man. Talk, I mean, just to I'd say, bigger off track maybe so far this year than on track. Yes. Um, so yeah, my daughter graduated high school. Um, she and her, her, you know, the cool, her gymnastics team that she was on with Valpo won States in March. So that was really cool that she got to win States with, with them. Uh, and then she graduated. She is off to Pepperdine in, um, sunny Malibu, California. 
<laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. you twist her arm to go there, right? <laughs> well, you know, she she applied to there as kind of a whim because she used to watch Zoe 101 as a kid, and they filmed that show at Pepperdine's campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just thought it was a pretty pretty show. So right, she 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 applied there, got a heck of a scholarship that basically pays for everything, and um, yeah. The address of there her campus is Pacific Coast Highway. And they say that from most of the dorms, you'll have an ocean view. Wow. Man. I'm like, eh, it's not a bad place to go to school. We, yeah. uh, we messed up. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I, um, I did, definitely did not have any kind of view at college. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, got engaged to Sarah in uh, May. So we've been together two and a half years and been living with me for a little over a year. So I thought, you know, it's probably the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, follow <laughs> protocol here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love her. So, you know, yeah. there's that too. Yeah. There's that, you know, always yeah. that. So, uh, all right. Let's go to the peanut gallery and see what we got going on here. Uh, yeah. We, we've got uh, several nuts over here. First yeah. one, I think we, we ought to hit Behringer first just because yep. his is the most important. Yep. Yeah, how much funding is needed for the bus program in case anyone is interested? $1,500. Is that how much a bus goes for? Yep, $1,500. Bucks. Where do you the even get a bus? Where do you even get a bus? I'm like, I'm curious. Like, how do these there people get a, buses? There is a bus um, resale, bus dealership out 30 towards Warsaw. Hmm. Um, I went and picked one up last year. Well, actually, we picked up like all of them, 10 of them, but I was in that crew that picked them up and yeah um it's out that way or i guess since i'm backwards it's that way but whatever <laughs> somewhere it's out east of here um, there you go but yeah the price last year the prices were much more reasonable uh but you know we'll blame it on rona because everything else is blamed on rona <laughs> yeah sure um, yeah that you know that now they're about fifteen hundred dollars a bus so i didn't have that kind of funding this year so if you're looking to sponsor a bus, I got you a driver. So I, I've had a, th- I've had two top threes. Is that well, two podiums. Yeah. So hey, yeah. it's I, you say podium and you're good. Yes, and it covers everything. <laughs> you know, you finished on the podium. I finished on the podium. Yeah. See, there we go. Uh, what what's a what's a derby car cost, anyways, in comparison? Um. Well, I mean, basically, they're wrecked cars that Hamburg <clears throat> has that are going to the junkyard. So. Like the Honda that I have needed a radiator and the front end's been knocked off. So, so it was already halfway there. Anyway. It's already halfway there. So, you know, I'll take a sledgehammer to the hood and flatten it out a little bit and put a new radiator in it because, you know, it's a Honda and I've got some Honda parts laying around. A couple. Um, and we need to fabricate some sort of front bumper for it, uh, whether it's out of, you know, roll bar tubing or if we can find, I think Sandberg has a bumper off an old Buick LeSabre on his derby car. Um, so, you know, I mean, they're, you know, cheap. I mean, I'm not paying anything for it because it's one of the junkyard. Um, but, you know, if you wanted to buy, you could probably buy one for a couple hundred bucks and, you know, just go have fun with it. And that's really what I'm doing is having fun with it. Go wreck it. Yeah, there we go. So for anybody yeah. out there watching that might be uh, wanting to get in the derby circuit, uh, there you go. Let's see what else we got over it's here. It kind of feels like our Kenny Wallace episode. We got uh, advice on how to get into derby racing. Yeah, yeah. see, there you go. Didn't know you guys were uh, signing up for that tonight, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Stan wants to know when your next CAT scan is. 
Um, also wanted to check what was in your cup because you're going drag racing in a straight line. So it's only squirt, I promise. Only <laughs> for now, until later. Uh, so let's see what we, uh, Jason, you just stick around here, man, for our uh, June recap and our July preview. I mean, we've already had a good time this far. I mean, I'm not sure. going to kick you out now, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I might as well stay for <laughs> you. Might, might as well stay for it might get good. Yeah, it might, yeah. <laughs> if, but say, if you're sitting at home waiting for this to get good, you are sadly mistaken. Uh, uh, oh, you're getting called oh, out now. I'm getting in trouble. Uh, I said, don't get any ideas on derby racing. My back is bad enough already. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, don't want to. I got a car for you, okay? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't tell her. Uh, that's why you go to the chiropractor, right? You bang up and he gets, you know, fixtures you, right? So. A little crack of lacking and you're all good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so let's see, it's past June uh, this month. This is kind of the recap section of the show. Uh, Grundy County Speedway. Uh, let's see, first thing, S4 Motorsports actually found the racetrack. So, yes, that's, that's true. We did find the racetrack. Uh, well, you know, yeah. every time I talk to Stan, he's always talking about going to these shows and telling everybody where he races. I asked him, are you going to go and race at some point? So well, I'm, I'm uh, happy. I'm happy they found the, the way out there and we actually got some pictures of the car on a racetrack that he can use to say, look, we raced. Yeah. See, there you go. And maybe he'll pop in here and, uh, and tell me when he's racing next and uh, we'll get that scheduled. I, I supported one of the sponsors here recently, too. We would uh, love to hear that. Yeah, it's always good. The appliance used appliance place here in Valpo. Ah, yes, affordable yeah. appliance. Yes, uh, affordable appliance. I, I, I uh, frequent. Or I didn't frequent. I, I, uh, I bought something there. I was trying to look at the big fifty seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, he's all about sponsors first there. So, uh, Stan, take that one back. You know, we can use that in the pitch yep. uh, this fall. <laughs> uh, so let's see what else we have. Go on. DJ Weltmeyer actually fixed his motor and got his motor going. Yeah, uh, he, he had a bad a night a couple bad. weeks ago, too. Uh, who didn't? Uh, I definitely well, know one guy who no. did have a bad night. Uh, yeah. Stevie Campbell, hard wreck there. Uh, uh, he had a hard wreck lately. Uh, Michael Gerke's had a, uh -huh. uh, a pretty hard one there. Uh, I don't know if it's that new pavement, uh, you know, making things a little faster out there, but uh, – Definitely some hard wrecks. Uh, so yeah. definitely uh, hope anybody that's been affected by those wrecks is uh, on their on the mend. Uh, well, I know I know Gerke's uh, almost got his car back together. So prepare yourselves. <laughs> right, that's, you what, that's what the old Instagram tells me. Yeah, yeah. the old Graham and the Instas <laughs> is out there. So uh, also had Illinois State Championship night. Uh, Anthony Danta won overall. That was double features uh, for the late model class. Ricky Baker and Eddie Hoffman took feature wins. Uh, Blake Brown got the mid-am overall with uh, Kenny Benson and Blake Brown winning the features. Uh, Eddie Legui took the street stock overall win. He also took one of the features along with Scott Gardner. Uh, the pure stocks, Dan Schmeising, took the overall win there. He also took one of the features. Looks like you had to win one of the features. to. Uh, uh, just about, know. yeah. I think yeah. Danta got like second and third in, uh, in the two features. Something, something like that. He finished up front in both of them. Yeah, and Trevor Sterick, he also got one of those pure stock uh, features. Uh, and the Super Cups, man, I love those little cars, man. Landon Hawking yep. pretty much won everything. Oh, yeah, he, he just mopped up, swept the night, everything. Uh, yeah, so there's that. And then uh, Randy Weiss over there has a bounty. So the bounty and uh, Grundy County Speedway kind of going hand in hand so far this season, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we had going on this past month over Shady Hill Speedway. The White Lightning uh, Showdown over there. Kurt Spaulding took the win there. Uh, a lot of rain, unfortunately. Yeah, lots and lots of rain. Everybody's uh, getting wet. 
Yeah, so so we'll kind of the one advantage of a dirt track, but then also uh, takes a little while to dry out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, rain affects. Yeah, dryers don't work so well out there. No, yeah. no, it does not work so good uh, out there. And then they also had the dirt Olympics out there, which uh, I, I hear is a good time. Never seen it, but uh, here um, I believe uh, the big event this year was a tug of war. I know my brother was shooting that night, and the uh, various teams were pretty much bribing him to be on their side of the tug of war rope. And if you know my brother, you you totally understand that. Yeah. It's a good anger. <laughs> hey, we didn't say it. That was more of a question than a statement. Uh, <laughs> yes, he, he would he would pretty much cause whatever side he was on to win. <laughs> See, well, maybe they had the right strategy then. Uh, well, somebody so had to take the pictures of it. Well, see, there you go. It's kind of what you guys we, do. We got to be impartial. Mm, do you have to? No, you don't. Yeah. Officially, yes. I, I tend to like drivers that buy pictures more than drivers that don't, but officially, I'm impartial. So, okay, that's just the front he's putting up. <laughs> you get the real story here off camera. Uh, <laughs> South Bend Motor Speedway, also plagued by rain, had autograph night uh, earlier this um, past month, had the mini gambler. Uh, Shane Clark took the uh, what mini stock feature win out there. Front wheel drive was Jason Harmon, and the Hornets feature went to Brendan Davis. And then, of course, the big one, the gambler, Kenny Wallace, came to town, finished fifth in the late model feature. That was ultimately won by Corey Ryman. Brandon Smith won the, uh, what is that, sportsman feature. Uh, yep. And Ronnie Maynard took the street stock feature. I'll tell you what, I, I want to call out uh, Brandon Smith here real quick. That that kid has done amazing things. I, I remember a couple years back, uh, me and Ricky uh, at South Bend, we were helping him unload his car out of his trailer back when he was in the street stocks. And and he went from that to, you know, kind of one of those duct tape numbers slapped together sportsman. And now he's out here a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, actually, Jay and I both got pictures of uh, the power steering popped off and big, huge fire under the car. He got it all put back together and he's he's running the wheels off of it. Just a couple years ago, he was running Hornets. I remember him running Hornets. He's he's really progressed nicely and turned into quite a racer. I, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. I think it was the week before his car caught on fire. Um, he passed uh, Maynard on the outside for the win. Um, yeah, he did. I was I was impressed. That was a nice run. That was a great race. Yeah, it's always kind of cool to see those guys that have uh, kind of progressed up through the ranks, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. I, one one you missed, and, and I'll throw in here because I, I was impressed with her, JoJo Fadkey in the Mini Cups. Very Gambler night at South Bend. And that was really cool to see her when she won her, her heat and the feature. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, we've seen her here a little bit at, at Grundy. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing pretty good in those little cars, mm-hmm. man. Uh, uh, pretty cool to see what she's been able to do. Yeah. Oh, turning the calendar to July, since it will be July here in just yeah, a few couple short hours. hours. <laughs> uh, a lot of racing events going on. I tell you, before we even get to the local racing events, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have watched much of the Lost Speedway series that Dale Jr. did on Peacock Network, but oh, season, season two drops tomorrow, I think probably officially at midnight. I'm guessing how these things kind of work. Probably. Uh, but uh, that uh, drops tomorrow. Uh, so I'm definitely interested to watch season two and kind of watch his journey uh, with Myrtle Beach Speedway. I know that's going to be one of the tracks featured, and that was one of his home tracks. So a lot of us mm-hmm. can kind of relate to 
you know, maybe that journey uh, that we all took with Ileana or uh, other tracks, maybe those out there who were uh, from the old Crown Point Speedway or uh, Raceway Park or, or, or places like that. Uh, so it'd be kind of nice to see his journey documented there to kind of go back to his old stomping grounds and, and, and do a show there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, also coming up, Grundy County Speedway. Grundy County Fair is now on. Uh, so uh, that is running through July the 4th, uh, looks like, according to this. So uh, Carter Memorial, that'll be on the second here. Uh, so big, big race in there. Uh, Kids Night, which was rescheduled, uh, will be on the 9th. Arkham Midwest Tour coming through on the 10th. Uh, regular show on the 16th, but the Mini Cups will be back there. Uh, Brad, Jake Bradley Memorial, 38-lap uh, Mid-Am Special on the 23rd. Uh, and then, of course, Super Cups back with a regular program on the 30th uh, for this month over the South Bend Motor Speedway. Night of Features and some fireworks coming up this Friday, the 2nd. Night of Destruction. Uh, with more uh, monster trucks and fireworks. I mean, if you want your dose of America right there, what, I don't know yeah, what says America if more you've than never monster, seen, monster trucks and fireworks. If you've Kevin never seen a Kevin Sauer fireworks show, you need to. Yes, uh, th that is one of the most impressive fireworks shows I have ever seen in my life. Um, I hear it rivals Disney, so. Uh, it, yes. Oh, absolutely. E easily, easily. And I keep looking. I'm not looking away. I'm looking down at the phone. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the fair schedule so I can give you dates of the derbies. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, yes. Nice. All right. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, because uh, figure eight uh, derbies that you got going on there kind of sounds interesting yes. to watch. Yeah. So, They're a uh, lot of fun. Um, you know, we wreck a lot of stuff. And, uh, yeah. So let's see. We've got on July 25th is the Night of Destruction Derby demo night. Uh, and then on the 30th is also derby, the night two of derbies. Um, and then the 31st is the figure eight, the Sandberg's towing, shameless self-promotion of .com, there you go. Sandberg's towing figure eight school bus derby. And I believe the cars are going to be there as well. So it looks like the 30th, 31st and the 25th nice. derby nights. Right. So mark your calendars there. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to see a little derby action, the Porter County fair. Uh, also coming up from the South Bend Motor Speedway, uh, Border Wars. It's actually going to be at M40 Speedway on the 10th. Uh, kind of interesting show that they're putting on there. A little mm. Indiana versus uh, Michigan action going on there. Uh, dwarf Cars invade South Bend Motor Speedway on the 17th. Of course, we've got the Mini Wedges on the 18th and the 25th. Uh, backpack Night plus the Champ Carts will be at South Bend on the 24th. And then the Autograph Night rounding out the month on the 30th. That's going to be 1000 bucks to win for the Street Stocks. Uh, so that'll be a good show there. And the Shady Hill Speedway, 7-3 uh, here is the 21st annual Firecracker 50. Uh, so that will definitely be a good show. They typically have done that uh, on uh, Yeah, it's typically July, on the so. 4th of July. So I'm, I'm kind of excited it's not on the 4th this year. It eases my schedule a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 710 can be Fan Bingo, uh, which is a uh, makeup race from earlier this month. Uh, again, one of those impacted by rain. Mm -hmm. uh, thousand bucks to win, 50 yeah, laps. Actually, hold on. on the 17th. Yeah. Can I pause you just a second? That the makeup race there on the 10th from, from June 19th, I believe Ryan Lagasty out here trying to set records as the longest uh, feature race leader. <laughs> he, he has been leading now for about two weeks. Nice. 
uh, always a good uh, a good time there. See if we can uh, hold on to that one and wrap it up. Uh, oh yeah, seventeenth thousand uh, dollars to win fifty lap four banger feature. Twenty uh, fourth lucky seven race number four for the uh, what super streets or street socks out there. Uh, seven thirty one ultimate heartland super late models renegades of dirt modifieds Dave the bullet smith the human cannonball a lot going on to round out seven thirty one. In the month of July uh, at Shady Hill Speedway, a lot going on. And uh, I tell you, it looks like our other guest popped in for the night. Alex Club is here, so we will All right. him in in just We're a minute. Actually, late, but we got him. Yeah. So, uh, Jace, we won't bore you and keep you around any longer. Uh, but before we let you go, I'm going to let you think. Uh, give a shout out to your sponsors or supporters, man. Um, sure. Uh, Sandberg's Towing. Obviously, I've already shameless self promoted them uh, here in Velpo. Uh, MoFast Speed Shop. Uh, Landmark Sign Group, um, and Left Turn Graphics. Can't forget Melissa. I mean, if you need graphics, see Melissa. She does a great job. Um, and then, you know, obviously everyone that helps me with it, you know, Sarah, uh, Chris, um, her girls help me, Sydney and Stella, they help me with the car too. And, and um, my parents have been a great supporter since they've moved to Indiana. They've, they've been to each one of the races that I've run. So um, that's really cool as well. So it's, you know, it's a family thing. It's, it's good to have them all here and, and I couldn't do it without their help. So I appreciate all that. And, um, I don't know, good acre photography helps me a little bit too. <laughs> um, trying to think who else I think I need to know my, Oh, a, a pandy tiki lounge. You know, you gotta thank Andy. He's, he's the official hydration specialist of MoFast speed shop. Yeah. Different kind of hydration. Yes. You gotta have hydration. <laughs> yes. You gotta have hydration. What do you have? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Just a whole lot of dry mouth. That's it. Yes. That's about it. <laughs> so uh all right well jason man thanks for coming on tonight man well thanks for having me guys it's always fun and uh hopefully you know hopefully i win next time i'm out at south bend whether it's friday or the 17th and then you can have me back on since i won yeah there, see, there we go we'll make that a plan all right all right but thanks. Me you too Bye. that was jason moorhead let's bring in our second guest of the night alex club let's see bring him in here alex you there Looks like his oh, connection might be a little uh, bit rough tonight. That spinning wheel, yeah, spinning wheel of death right there. I'll give him a check, chance to uh, connect back in. You got to love uh, connections here yeah. sometimes. <laughs> and uh, he was here, and he has left the building. So we'll give him a chance to try to reconnect. Um, see, see how well that goes. But uh, yeah, always a good time talking to Jason. Always good having him mm -hmm. on. Uh, everything there. So. All right, producer here is saying stretch for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what I saw. Give him a couple yeah, minutes now, here. Uh, now might be a good time to tell a story about Nick Allen having to drive down to the uh, the local gas station to make sure he had cell phone service to call us in the night he was on. <laughs> yes, yes, that that is a thing. You know, uh, one of the camping trips earlier this year, yeah, we didn't have cell service, so we kind of went into town, and you know, you got cell service if you needed. Yeah, it. Yeah, so. you know that that's a good time killer right there. Who goes camping on weekends in the summer? There's races to go to. You know, it's better than camping in the winter. <laughs> okay, that'll <laughs> give you. Fall. Yeah. Uh, I do, man. Do you been when you've been doing this race and stuff as long as we have? Sometimes yeah, you gotta know, get away. I know. I, get I away. had to go to a wedding earlier this year, and I who gets married? That's like in the your summer? that's like your number one no no. <clears throat> yeah, I don't don't get married on the Saturday in the summer. Yeah, that that's it's like when Shiloh and I got married. That's the the one stipulation you had. <laughs> yeah, and didn't you get married on Crash Fest Day anyway? Yeah, but who goes to that? <laughs> I had to. 
Well, it, it, it was at least early in the morning. I mean, 10 o'clock. I'll give you that. Yeah. Whatever it was, yeah. 11 o'clock. So, uh, so see, that works out, man. But yeah, the camp deal, man, you got to get away. I mean, I got to change gears a little bit uh, since we're part time in it over here, you know. So, I think we kind of do what we do. So, yeah, that works. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, while we're waiting for uh, Alex to get back, man, a little shameless self promotion for uh, Good Acre Photography, right? Uh, what do you yeah, guys got I'd... going on over there? Uh, I had a weekend off, so I was able to get caught up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's that? Really, that's, I didn't have any photos to edit this week. I got a couple, uh, couple artwork things we got going on, kind of, kind of behind the scenes, but not really behind the scenes. Just you know, not having to do four thousand racing pictures and all have them up by Tuesday. So right. that's. That was a relief. I got to actually sit down on my couch and not do anything for a good five minutes. See, there you go. <laughs> Let's see. Looks like he is back into the stream. Let's see All if right. we can't get him back in here. Uh, still got the little spinny wheel of death. Alex, you got us. Let's say that's a no oh. since we still got the little spinny wheel here. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a look. So Keith's asking, uh, when is the next show planned? Oh, this one's all on you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we will probably try <laughs> not to wait till the end of July. Probably be more like mid July. Um, but keep tabs on the Facebook page for updates. We will uh, we'll post our schedule then there. So yeah, hopefully a few more weeks. We had a lot of things coming up mid July. Uh, so I think mid-July would probably be a good, uh, yeah, well, nice good. generic the last politician. schedule's answer. been pretty, uh, pretty stacked, so we've, we've got plenty to talk about. I'm sure we can yeah. find somebody to talk to. Exactly. Speaking of talking to people, it looks like Alex maybe is here. All right. All right. Hey, there he is. Hey, all there right. he is. Uh, hey, you got us there? Yeah. Sorry, I'm driving to Joliet right now. Uh, you might have seen the fire that's going on in Morris. It's uh, one block from my house. Oh, wow. So everybody's evacuated, and they were thinking maybe we'd be able to get back in at 9 o'clock tonight, and that wasn't the case, so I had to go get clothes and stuff for the wife and the baby to run to Joliet where everybody's staying. So, Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I yeah. saw that on Facebook, man. Wishing for the best for everybody out there. Uh, that's definitely an unfortunate deal there. Yeah, but what can you do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm talk racing uh, with you for a little bit while you're on the drive. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, so kind of get me up to speed a little bit, uh, man. Kind of talk about your racing background a little bit. You kind of come from a racing family. You've raced a little bit of everything. It looks like uh, just kind of give us a little refresher, man. Um. Well, my grandpa started racing in the '80s. My dad started racing in the '80s. Um. Pretty much everybody that's got the last name club at one point or another is raced Uh, and woman doesn't matter um we're just a racing family um i started racing in 2000 Uh, my brother currently races my cousins currently race um i pretty much ran every year since 2000 i've kind of kicked back a little bit on the local stuff which kind of sucks but with trying to run the bigger stuff the budget's just not there to do both um but yeah, I've raced, I've raced go-karts. I've raced, you know, on the asphalt, four cylinders, street stocks, uh, late models. I ran one night in the mid-am when a guy put the car in the wall head on and qualifying and he had me run it. So I did get one night in the mid-am, even though it was destroyed, but, 
Um, I've ran pretty much all the classes except super late on dirt. And then, um, you know, back about six years ago or so, I was working with a team and was able to get into a couple of ARCA races. And, um, you know, I decided that that was the route I wanted to go. Um, I know I'm not going to really go any further than that unless somebody decides to drop a pile of cash and I find it. And that's probably not going to happen. But so I got my own car and dabbled with that a little bit. And uh, then we got hooked up with uh, some guys out of Ottawa. And we're, uh, we've got six cars now and we're running the full schedule this year. So it's pretty, pretty neat deal. Yeah, you know, I was kind of curious, man, like how you, you get into the ARCA stuff, uh, you know, because, I, you know, finding a car to go race locally and, you know, kind of get into it at that level definitely seems like it'd be a little bit easier than, uh, you know, trying to find a you know, car for the ARCA series and, and getting things going there. Yeah, I mean, it's depending on what you do equipment wise, it's not that bad. It's a little harder now with the composite cars. The steel body cars used to be a dime a dozen. Um, my first or my first steel body car I paid six grand for and then I I paid nine grand for a combination of two cars for 2018 um and then even my composite car that we ran at Kansas and Toledo um you know I was able to pick that up from a guy in Memphis we had to do a year's worth of work to it but I picked that car up for six thousand dollars um so when we when we went to the track I I bought a used Dillmore motor um, you know, everything's used, used transmission. I'll use parts. When I hit the track at Kansas this year, I had 25.5 in that car when I hit the track. So, you know, you can do it affordable, but you also run like you're an affordable team. Um, then we have good cars that we also, you know, we didn't pay it, but if you paid the, the new, new price, they're about 125000 for a roller. Uh, we have a couple GMS cars that are Tim's cars that he drives. Um, I just have an old car. It was built in 04. It's super heavy. Um, my car, when it goes to the track, doesn't have a pound of lead in it. Um, our good places, um, those cars take 400 pounds of lead. So when you can get that weight nice and low in the car, it helps. You can get your rear percentages and stuff. Um, you know, so it's it's apples to oranges with equipment. That's why you see, you know, 10 or 12 cars that are super fast and then you've got everybody else. And I mean, we, even all us guys that are in the series, we kind of make fun of it and we call it, you know, we're trying to all be the best of the rest. So basically it's, you've got guys that are all the and you've got guys that are three to five to 10 laps down that are, out there we're struggling we're running on used tires we get takeoff tires from you know we have a good deal with gibbs eventually so we're able to get tires for you know three to five hundred a set instead of two thousand a set so we can actually go if we don't buy new tires we can go run a race for about five grand um and we get a decent payout back. it's not great but it's decent for what we're doing. So it's, sure it's yeah uh affordable yeah uh, you know, like yeah which uh you know i i kind of want to you know ask about how you kind of formed a deal uh with with tim richmond to uh form the richmond club motorsports this year it's kind of curious it's a deal where you had some resources and he had some resources then you said if we just put push them all in maybe we'll be a, a little bit better a little more strength in numbers yeah so 
Um, the last couple of years they had been running and they kind of don't have a whole lot of the know-how with things. Um, but they had the budget and we kind of have more of the know-how with putting race cars together, um, you know, than, than having a budget. So we were actually able to, I, I got a hold of them because, you know, we, they were running and he was going to run uh, the dirt race with the steel body car in 2019. So that's kind of how our, our deal got to, well, actually we met in 2018 at Springfield or DeCoin and, you know, we kind of hit it off. We were talking and I told them, you know, cause they were looking to get into it, run a car and stuff. And I said, you know, if, if we're gonna, if we're going to have a car for you, you know, bottom of the barrel price, you're looking about 15 grand to run a race. And with a steel body car with an open motor used tires, I wouldn't pay that. Nobody did pay that. I'm glad nobody did because I mean, you're going to go out and run 20 laps down and, you know, look like you don't really know what you're doing when you really do. But so long story short, um, 2019, they were going to go to the dirt race and he didn't have any dirt experience. I reached out to him and said, Hey, I've got my street stock that, you know, we can go take to Kankakee because they've got a test day and get you some laps because that mile track on dirt is pretty intimidating, especially mm -hmm. when you've got no experience. Right. So we went there, he ran some laps and, you know, we just kind of talked and they kind of had me, um, me come in and do a little bit of driver coaching with him and spotting at the dirt races and then it, it moved on to a deal where we did some stuff uh at a couple of the asphalt races and uh you know i was just able to help him with lines and stuff and you know when you're on those tracks it's hard to hard to see hard to do stuff not all of us that are low buck guys have a fifty thousand dollar car let alone a fifty thousand dollar simulator so we're kind of out there just guessing. And if you try to follow Ty Gibbs or a Venturini car, you follow them for about six seconds and you just watch them get smaller. So right. you don't learn mm -hmm. much. We don't have the equipment they do. Um, but so we, we talked last year and his dad kind of had the idea that we, he wants to run the whole season, but with Tim's work, they can't do it. And we couldn't, we were looking at doing like six races. So, um, we just kind of combined resources and he had, um, you know, five cars. We had one car. Uh, we, they had three Elmore's. We had one, we've got a Yates motor. So, um, he bought a shop out in Ottawa. So we've got a nice shop where we keep all the equipment. Um, we go out there to work on stuff. We have one full-time employee that he's there five days a week and runs a car to the track, does all that stuff. So, um, it's, it's really a, a great deal that we have going on. We're pretty much as low budget as you can get, but what we're able to do is we're out there, we're competing with guys like Andy Hillenberg, you know, we're running where they're running. We're, we're all on the same budget. Like I said, you've got the, the guys that are fast and then you got the rest and everybody that's from 12th on back, we try to be the best of the rest is what we, we all joke and call it, you know, but like I say, there's really a, a deal where you can do any budget. I mean, you can go there and you can run a race on five grand or you can go there and run a race on 40 grand. Um, you know, you can buy four sets of tires and, you know, you'll run real good. But 
the end of the day if you win short tracks it pays about five grand and the bigger tracks is about 16 so for us with no sponsors it's it's not we're not at that point where we can afford to do that or it would really help us sure so mm-hmm. we're trying to get the experience we've got a five-year plan um you know we're just just working towards trying to be a lead lap car is what we're wanting to do and then once we can do that we can try to work towards actually being competitive and trying to run in the top five but right now we're we're actually pretty far off of that but you know we're racing with guys that what we've always done me and my dad we've always just outworked everybody in the garage take lesser equipment go out win races and you know when you've got one full-time guy you've got six cars and you've got three or four volunteers that we have go to the track you can't work out outwork 20 employees that Joe Gibbs or Venturini mm. or any of those guys have, right. you know, that's completely out the window. It, it just comes down to speed equals cubic dollars. And the more you spend, the faster you're going to go. So we basically look at it as we're living the dream. We're out there, we're doing it. Are we running where we want to run? No, but at the end of the day, it's pretty cool to go to the tracks we're going to and get out there and run and, you know, rub elbows with the, with the millionaire club. And, you know, we're definitely not that we joke, you know, we come to the track with a old dually pickup truck and a gooseneck trailer. And we're running with guys that bring, you know, semis and backup cars and 20 people with them. And we go to the track with eight people and, you know, we, we show up and me and Tim, we push the cars through tech and work on them. And, you know, the rich kids, they get to show up with their helmet bag and their, thousand dollar outfit and jump in a car that's perfectly prepared go out there and kick our ass you know yeah we definitely got to be you know a sense of pride doing it that Mm -hmm. way versus you know just showing up and you know helicoptering her in like uh like a ty gibbs or somebody like that oh yeah yeah it's a lot of fun we we love doing it you know it people kind of look at it as why are you there why are you doing it and it's one of those things of most of the stuff that I've done racing wise, we've been able to run good. We've been able to win. We've won championships and I love Grundy. I love, you know, Fairbury, our local tracks, but at the end of the day, it it just gets kind of boring after 20 years of doing it. And it's like, okay, well I can spend, you know, 60 grand on a late model and go run at Grundy or, you know, we can put a car together for under 30 and we can go to all these NASCAR tracks. It's televised. You know, I, I'm coming up on 30 years old, so I know I'm going nowhere. But you're out there, you're able to do it. And it's all the same parts and pieces as the trucks. So realistically, if we were able to get our stuff together and say, hey, you know, we want to move up to the trucks, we could literally buy a truck, throw the motor, throw the trans, throw the fuel cell in. As long as it's an up-to-date truck, we can go race. So, right. you know, we're not even close to that stage. We don't have a pull-down rig. We've got a nice surface plate. But it's one of those things we're, we're slowly working on it. Like I said before, we've got a five-year plan. We want to try to get competitive. Um, you know, the way we look at it, when Brett Holmes and his dad, they bought into the series back in 2015, right. he kind of – they didn't run good. They brought a Grand Enfinger in. Grand Enfinger helped them. He won a couple races. And, you know, five years later, they ended up winning the points last year. They weren't even planning on running a season. I don't think that we'll ever be that caliber. But 
our goal is, you know, three to five years down the road, if we could run, you know, run in the top five, that would be a win for us. And that's kind of what we're hoping for. So, you know, it's a, it's a slow process. It's one of those things of, you know, you can only buy so much stuff and we can't really afford all that stuff. If you clip a car and get all the fancy stuff, you know, you're looking at 15 grand to clip a car, get suspension, stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, you know, we don't have the money for brakes and stuff like Gibbs has. They, you know, they've got calipers and stuff that are 50 grand. So, you know, they've got more in their brakes than we've got in our whole car, you know. So it's just one of those things that it's a great series. And I've told guys that run locally, if you can afford to run a late model, you can afford to run five races with an ARCA car. But nobody ever wants to make that jump because if they can't go out there and they can't run up front or win, they don't want to do it. And to me, you know, it's cool as hell just being there rubbing elbows, doing what you can do. But, you know, more other people, they want to go out there and win, which I understand. I'd love to win, but, you know, like I tell people, if we're going to win a race, you're going to have to have the top 15 cars wadded up, and then we got a legitimate chance. <laughs> well, hey, man, some way some of those ARCA guys race, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe something happened. You never know. Yeah, you, you never know. I'm, I'm uh, kind of hoping maybe that'll happen at Springfield or Decoin, you know, put up 10 cars, and then we can get maybe a top three or something. But, yeah, you know, we're basically, uh, you know, we're a field filler that we're trying to get faster and, and not be a field filler. So, eventually, I think we'll get there. It's just one of those things that it all takes time. Sure, absolutely. Now, uh, how'd you guys uh, kind of determine how you guys were going to split up driving duties this year? Well, that was pretty much. Uh, I left that all up to to Tim and Dave. Um, it was one of the deals where it, it was more their deal than anything. I help with the setups, and I go to all the races and crew chief the car. So, I told them, "I've got a car. I've got a motor." They told me they've got a, a spare car too in case mine gets wadded up. So it was a deal of these are the races Tim's going to run. These are races you're going to run. And I said, the only exception I'd like to have is I want to run Milwaukee because I went there as a kid. That was like our family vacation. We took every year we'd go to, mm-hmm. you know, we go to Milwaukee and then we go to the Dells after that. So that was the, the main track I wanted to run. And with it being so close and us not having Chicagoland, that's a track that we decided on that we're both going to run. So it's going to be interesting to see how we do with two cars at the track, which I think it's something that we can handle. So I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, it's, everybody says it kind of drives like Springfield does. So that makes me even happier. And I'm excited for that because I love Springfield. It's a good track. Sure. Uh, you know, to this point of the season, uh, if we're quite halfway through, we're probably pretty close to that uh, for you guys. Uh, what kind of been your guys' highlight so far, you think? Well, really our, our main highlight has just been that we've been able to finish races. We've only dropped out of one race. Um, we hit, we lost the rear main seal at Toledo in our Elmore motor. So had that not happened, we would have finished. We, we've just had – stuff that's just not gone real good um 
the highlight for us is probably the two top tens when we were at uh, when we were at Kansas and we were at Toledo. Um, we ran pretty good at Phoenix. We had a little bit of issues, but we were able to get the car in the right direction. What we're happy with is we can show up to races. We're competitive with the back half of the field, which we we want to be. Um, you know, we've the only place we went to where we were really the slowest car was Toledo. We had an issue with the front end binding up and we just couldn't get the car to handle right or do what we needed. But, you know, other than that, we've, we've showed up with decent cars. It's not like we show up with stuff that doesn't handle good. We're out there. We're, we're semi-competitive. We're having a good time. Um, you know, so pretty much the whole season has been a highlight. Will we like to run better? Yes, but we know it takes time to become more competitive. So we're just taking it one race at a time, learning what we can. And, you know, we get support from guys like Jeff McClure that helps Hillenburg. And, you know, we got guys that are in there with Venturini that give us some information and help us with setup stuff. So, you know, we're not going into it blind. Um, just our thing, don't have the parts and that make it fast, you know, like, you take a mid-am car, you can spend, you know, 300 bucks and redo your front end and you got a good piece. For us, it's, you know, okay, well, we got to spend 15 grand to redo all this. And that's if we can find a team that's got it and willing to sell it and lets us bring the car there and they chop it up and do the work. So, you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. But it's uh, it's just, it's a fun challenge. You know, we show up and... We try to just make the car faster. You know, we when we unloaded at Pocono, we picked up three seconds from when we unloaded to when we ran the race. And then, you know, we had some issues where we got ran over the first lap and that ruined the arrow on the car. And it was kind of just all downhill from there. And then we had some overheating issues that, you know, were kind of caused from that first lap deal. And we just kind of held on and did what we could. And, you know, that, that, was, that was pretty much all we could do. But. You know, we're we're there. We're living the dream. We're having a good time. You know, we get a group of guys together. We we got a guy or two that ride in the truck that tow it to the track, and then you know we got six guys that ride in the RV, and you know we show up, have fun, and go home. <laughs> Never sounds like a bad uh, yeah. bad plan when you're going racing. Uh, well, actually, man, uh, appreciate you coming and talking to us tonight. But uh, before we let you go, uh, you know, I want to give you a chance uh, to thank anybody you need to thank uh, for uh, the journey that you that you guys are on. Oh yeah, I want to want to thank my dad and my mom for all their hard work and keeping me going with the racing stuff and keeping me where I had the drive to keep doing it. And now that I'm older, they tell me I spend too much money and I need to quit. And so does my <laughs> wife. You know, love my wife too. She's uh, she's right there with it. She's happy that we're doing what we're doing and running good. Uh, I want to thank Dave and Tim Richmond. They're great. Um, anything we need, they get it. Um, and then I want to thank you know our, our sponsors that helped us out this year. Uh, Steve Martin with Let's Party and Chantel Leisure with uh, Chantel's Hair Salon and Day Spa. Um, they helped us pretty much get our set of tires when we were in Kansas. Um, and then I, I got Josh's eggs. It's out of New Jersey. Um, they came on board this year to help us out. Um, and we just, you know, we got a lot of great volunteers, 
you know, Brandon Shepard, Brandon Greaves, uh, Scott Sefik, um, Brad Fry, that's our, our main guy. You know, we, we got lots of great help. Guys that come to the track, they got that drive to be there because we can't afford to pay anybody really. So, you know, we we pay them with food and a good time. And, you know, it's just it's just fun to be there, you know, when you when you pull a car out and you go, wow, you know, we're, we're sitting here in Charlotte. This is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So we we love what we do and it's just just a blast yeah absolutely man definitely a little part of me is living vicariously through you guys so uh, well, so if you ever want to go to a race let me know because you know we we got some in the area and we're always looking for help and volunteers and you know just getting your hand on the car helps pushing it through tech and stuff mm-hmm. like that so Absolutely. I will definitely keep that in the back of my mind for sure. Uh, well, Alex, man, thanks for coming on and talking to us tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll follow you guys around the rest of the season. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll make it to a track. And if not, man, maybe we'll uh, talk to you again here later on in the year, maybe next season. Awesome. Sounds good, guys. All right. Thanks, Alex. Right. Yep, you guys have a good one. You too. You too. Yep, thanks. Yep. Man, awesome insight there, yeah. uh, kind of in the world of Arca series, man. It's one of those series that, yeah, it always kind of looks kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Kind of that in between the, the professional mm-hmm. NASCAR stuff, but still like those grassroots guys. <laughs> uh, you know, just awesome to see. Uh, enjoy watching the Arca series and definitely uh, got folks to root for, uh, yeah. you know, down in that series. So, uh, Chris, anything else before we wrap it up for tonight? I don't know. I'm. <laughs> Just uh, crossing our fingers, watching watching the radar, hoping it stays dry this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I think uh, I think fingers crossed that after yeah, tonight, I, I, all I the weather was supposed to move through. Supposed so. to be good now. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we will see. Uh, keep tabs on all that. Uh, but man, uh, thank everybody for coming on uh, and watching tonight. Got to thank uh, Alex and Jason for mm-hmm. uh, popping in, talking some racing with us tonight. Uh, always enjoy uh, you know our time sitting and talking racing and uh, definitely look forward to doing it again uh, again if you're watching this hopefully you've probably followed our Facebook uh, and YouTube pages by now if not uh, asked you uh, please do that hit the little uh, thumbs up button or whatnot uh, let's go look here before we sign off we have one question question about any news on Stevie Campbell Chris have you heard anything um, else? I uh, haven't n- not beyond what's been posted already i think the last report i saw was a broken kneecap and gonna need surgery and uh and rehab for that so yeah you know thoughts and prayers with him that was that was a hell of a wreck he was in right uh yeah definitely that was uh kind of crazy to watch it uh so yeah definitely it was uh, was pretty crazy down there in the infield too i can imagine (laughs) uh i don't know if stan had any in car on that uh because i think he was kind of hovering around that area so uh, the whole field yeah yeah really the whole field was (laughs) but uh but yeah so definitely kind of crazy to watch but definitely our well wishes go out to him uh hopefully he is on the men and he gets better soon and back in the car Mm -hmm. sometime here soon uh so there is that uh so I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July weekend. Uh, plenty of racing going on uh, in July. So keep tabs on our Facebook and uh, our Facebook page. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. I don't post much on Instagram because I'm lazy or I don't ever get to it. Um, YouTube usually just piggybacks everything off Facebook. So mm-hmm. Facebook's where it's at. Hit the Facebook page. Get on there. Get it. So uh, with that being said, uh, thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Chris, uh, good talking to you. Yeah. Everybody, we'll do this again next month. Yeah, we'll do it again (laughs) next month. And uh, so keep tabs on the Facebook page for schedule uh, coming up.
So until then, everybody, happy 4th of July. Stay safe out there and uh, get your backside track side. <laughs>